going to dance. We're going to dance. We're going to dance and have some fun. Dig. conversations I know we'll be having. I referenced some bird videos, so watch for those to be uploaded on Instagram with uh, the release of the podcast, and so those will be available for you to watch because, wow, was it amazing, and uh, there also will be at references to everyone that we talk about in the episode in case you want to check out those people as well. I'm going to be incorporating a lot more Mintaka content into the podcast and especially the patreon most likely so anyone who's really into that keep that in mind and um, I'm just so excited for you to listen to this episode it could have easily been uh, two-parter but I feel like we're in this eclipse window and it's important that I'm getting this out now and so I'm putting out the whole thing together so uh, it really is an amazing experience that we had together and I hope you enjoy it. Much love. Welcome back Galactic Groovers. I'm Andrea Land, your grooving goddess and mother of muses and I have with me today one of my wonderful friends from the Woo community and someone I have really enjoyed getting to know, uh, Shannon Hatton with Unity Love Healing. Welcome today Shannon. Thank you so, so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I feel like this is a long time coming for us to get to get cozy and have a conversation. So thank you. you. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you for being here. I absolutely agree. Uh, We've had so many uh, syncs and interactions and over the last few months, especially, uh, it's kind of been a whirlwind of really great community involvement. Uh, You and Marie Spiroff, my other guest, you have uh, the HP3 podcast, but in our our group that we're in, um, some of the things you've started, like the energy exchange and the weekly meditations to practice our intuition and all of that have been so wonderful 
to bring everybody together and get people to participate more and feel, you know, more welcomed and supported and all that. And so I have really been enjoying it. I'm, I'm excited to get to talk to you also. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for bringing that up because yeah, that's been such a great part of this, this group. And I think I just made a post on it last night or something, how like, it just fills my heart and soul right up. Like when I really think about it and I think about the kind of community that we've built and what we have there and how unique that is, like for mm-hmm. everybody going through this very, sometimes very uncomfortable and rocky process and transition. And I'm pretty new in my awakening and everything too. And to have like this step-by-step, there's always someone there to grab your hand. There's always someone there to listen to your story. There's always, you know, Mm -hmm. um, people to bounce things off of. And then just to grow together, like we've done, like to, you know, it's one thing to all listen to the same podcast. It's one thing to have these things in common, but to have the chance to do these activities together, have these interactions, like really get to know each other. It honestly feels to me like a big family and I get all mushy and gushy talking about it but I truly feel that way and I feel so blessed I I feel the same way I and I am such a sap I mean these days and it's a blessing but most of the tears that I ever cry are like gratitude love tears yes I was doing some of those this morning (laughs) (laughs) yeah I just get so it really is uh like a wonderful family uh for listeners we, we were all fans and are fans of um, Jessa Reed, and that's kind of how we met in the first place in a group for that podcast. And then different little offshoots and rearranging of people happened. And uh, earlier this year, we wound up forming, you know, this, this new group. It's called AOD 2.0 for anybody mm-hmm. who might be interested because everyone is welcome. Um, no official affiliation with yeah, the no official affiliation <laughs> and little asterisk podcast. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing about it is is that we've we've really learned how to work together as a cohesive group and the energy exchange that Shannon is talking about. Uh, we all, whoever wants to participate, who does readings or Reiki or whatever kinds of services um, are paired up each month. And so then we have um, the opportunity to try out each other's services, to get services that we might not be able to afford, you know, but have something to offer in return. And we also get the opportunity to get to know each other in that way and then share with the group. And so it's just it's really been, I mean, honestly, it's like this amazing awakening support business incubator. Like, and it doesn't mean you have to have a business so many aspects. in there, yeah. but there's got to be, I mean, I, I can't keep track, but I know we have like at least a dozen fairly well-established podcasts going from mm-hmm. everyone in there who has started things over the last year, year and a half. Um, And then we have so many different kinds of practitioners and then there's people at all different levels of awakening. So it really has been just a beautiful place. And I, I do feel like it's a family and I, there have been a lot of things over this year and a half that if I had not had that, um, those connections and things, it would have been so much harder. And I also know that me personally in my podcast and in my um, intuitive business, I would not have grown as much as I have without that environment to just learn and share and 
support each other. So I love it. And I'm very grateful to everyone involved. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about your offerings though. I haven't had, I have not yet had the pleasure mm-hmm. to uh, experience any of your offerings, but I know you were talking to me about your next best step uh, session. So maybe you want to tell the listeners a little more about that and about all of the things you offer. Cause you know, you're like me, you have a lot on your menu. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And kind of how we were talking about, you know, it will be whittled down over time to the things that um, just are most resonant at the time for who, who needs it, what people mm-hmm. need. Um, but right now I'm kind of like running the gambit of, of what I'm offering. I've got kind of the more typical Oracle and tarot readings. Um, I have, you know, a chakra, um, one hour session where we just clear out the chakra system and then obviously look at if there's anything that needs a bit more attention, but kind of that general, like, you know, checkup almost. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you go into kind of the more in-depth ones. There's hour and a half sessions for uh, reading energy, energy healing. And those ones are so much fun. Uh, I get to just dive into people's energies I basically see what their higher self wants to show me in whatever way. And I'm a very visual uh, person with these offerings and with my, with my journey myself. Um, And I just see so many different things. And this is another bringing it back to kind of the community is I am amazed by the gifts and the just uniqueness, the specialness that we have for everybody that I've gotten to work with, everybody is different. Everyone has something else different to show me that I haven't seen before, or that takes things a different direction. Um, And it takes the healing a different direction based on, of course, how unique each person is and what they need at the time. Mm -hmm. So the next best step uh, session is a one hour session. And that's really kind of a mixture of this energy read healing and coaching all together, kind of a hybrid to see, we will have a conversation and whatever comes out, comes out and we'll kind of get you on that next best thing that it's kind of to give people the love through their transitions, right? A lot of this mm-hmm. is about change and about that discomfort. And I'm really just here. I'm really here to spread love. Honestly, it's really simple yeah. when it comes down to it. I'm here to spread love, to spread that frequency. And with transition, a lot of times people just need that. They need to be seen through it. They need Mm -hmm. to have that love and that support so that they can see that they have had what it took all along. They know what direction they need to go. Truly. I'm just here to like, you know, say, okay, you've Mm -hmm. got this. Um, It simplifies it, but we always kind of get to that crux by the end of that. And uh, yeah, so there's a lot of different things that we can do to work together, but it's really it's really about making you your happiest, most loved, most seen person at the end of it. That's beautiful. I, and of course that all resonates with me. We'll go into that a little bit later in the conversation, but yeah. uh, Shannon and I have discovered that we have the Mentakin connection and um, yes. that galactic heritage is all about love and unconditional love and unity consciousness love. because they were one of the most um, unity conscious, loving uh, civilizations uh, that we're aware of anyway, that we know about. If a civilization could just be the biggest, warmest hug from the Mm -hmm. person that you needed it from the most, like at that time, like that's what it is. And yeah, yeah, that's kind of where unity love 
um, comes from. I didn't know all of this about mm-hmm. Mintaka yet because we're just unpacking this, exploring this. It's been an amazing week and a half as we've been doing this, but it's uh-huh. very new to me. It's not new to you uh, by any means, but to me. And so it's so cool to me that I came up with that unity love um, name as something that would kind of represent the energy I'm trying to get out there. And then this would all fall into place, you know, afterwards. Yeah. How that ties in because I just, yeah, again, my heart is full. <laughs> it's amazing. And those, those experiences too, those synchronicities, um, you know, I, I experienced them before I would say my full awakening is what I would call it. My full awakening in the last two to three years. Um, I was awake my whole life, but I not to this degree, you know, I, Mm -hmm. I, I had a lot of gifts and things and I, but, um, it's kind of similar for me because I came up with the grooving goddess thing before I had any idea that I was one, you know what I mean? Like that's what I was embodying in this lifetime. And so it's, it, it's so validating and it, it just like it, feels good deep down in your soul when you realize those things because you know you're on the right path you know you're doing what you need to be doing and that's that's exactly the perfect way to say it it is deep knowing it is this Mm -hmm. knowing that you had before you knew you had it it's like been there subconsciously in your soul the whole time and that's why these little things tick it right along the way and ooh, that gave me chills or ooh, that Mm -hmm. that felt right that felt true that didn't feel true you know as Uh things kind of kind of pile up before the awakening um even now during the awakening i think we all you know we all second guess ourselves we all go okay is that's too magic to be real like is that not you know it kind of Mm -hmm. goes the opposite direction where you're like am I is this even real right now um but yeah it's it's beautiful how these pieces have been with us this whole time and once we realize once we remember these things we can Mm -hmm. go back through our life and place all the other pieces where we saw them before we knew we saw them and that's one of my favorite parts of this whole journey is that like little that game that you know riddles and all Mm -hmm. of it just kind of putting it all together like a puzzle it is. And, and that's, I, I'm the same way. I love the puzzles and the mystery and the excitement of it. And as you were talking, I had, I thought of something that I hadn't really thought of before. And I mean, I'm sure I'm not the first person, but it's almost like um, spiritual archaeology where we're like, yes. you know, uncovering the next all layer of and, I- <laughs> and then, you know, we get through it and we're like, oh, it was there all along. It feels very much like uh, Dorothy clicking her heels, you know? Yes. <laughs> like- and it's so cool that you use archaeology because we're still with archaeology finding things that like didn't if we would have found them 15 years ago wouldn't have made sense at the time Mm -hmm. because we didn't have the science yet or we didn't have the realization yet of those particular time periods and we're finding these new time periods we're uncovering these things that we didn't know were there in the same spots that we've already looked and Mm -hmm. so it's just such a beautiful representation of how that is happening you know manifesting in the physical world while it's happening inside us yeah that is an amazing connection I love that um and I'm definitely gonna have to uh book a session with you (laughs) oh I can't wait yeah Um, (laughs) no no, I won't say I can't wait sorry I am excited yeah I'm a very well, we can like, wait, but we don't want to have to. Yes, because I can <laughs> wait. And that's that's my my personal struggle is not taking on and doing so many yes. things that it feels like there is not enough time. Right. Yes, uh, yes. My close friend. Yeah, she she was made that very clear to me the other day in a very loving way. But it was, you know, complaining about 
um, not having enough time in the day. I need more hours in the day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's like, there's plenty of time in the day. It's just you (laughs) wanting to do too many things, you know, do a couple things. Yeah. Yeah, that forming our relationship with time uh, yes. that's something oh I've gosh. been definitely working on over the last year and a half. And, and as our, our businesses and services and ways we do things change, then we have to adapt to that. And, you know, so it's definitely a process and that's a great reminder. Cause I don't know yes. that I say I can't wait very often, I guess, cause you know, I'm older, so I've done a lot of waiting. <laughs> <laughs> But, but you're more um, comfortable with the waiting. Yeah. yeah and and, and the way you say things like, you know, I need more hours in a day or that kind of yes. thing. When I find yeah. myself doing that, I'm like, okay, no, you don't, because there's plenty of time and time isn't even real. So what you need is to work on your loosely put together schedule uh, so that you don't have as much makes on sense. it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, well, um, and even like in the power of now with mm-hmm. Tolle, like he talks about how there is no such thing as waiting when you are in the now yeah. because you're just experiencing the now and mm-hmm. whatever you're experiencing is an experience yeah um, or if you make waiting an experience so it's not you know I'm waiting for something else but then that kind yeah. of just takes off the the meaning of the word so waiting yeah. is not or should not be a thing if you are being as fully present as you possibly can. And so even, even with that much, um, I'm I'm much better when I'm writing it out because I can go, Oh, nope, nope. That's not what I mean. I mean, I'm excited. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I'm talking, it still (laughs) slips out. (laughs) Yeah. Same here. And it, and it's, I mean, it's a good exercise. It's a great reminder for all of us. Um, so before we go on to the Mintaka stuff, uh, let's, talk about our recent experiences with birds yes um I, I talked about a little bit on the podcast listeners so some of you may have heard some of it but I haven't really talked about it in depth I don't think but uh what happened is and and in the meantime we've been doing meditations together and practicing our intuition and uh linking up together in the astral space in the liminal space and so we kind of already had some connection established um so it was the day that the really big geomagnetic storm uh the one that you know only happens every four or five years that we just had hopefully it doesn't happen for a while (laughs) (laughs) but chance it could um so that particular day i happened to walk outside and I heard uh, geese, which I, I, I am particularly in love with geese. I have been ever since I moved into this house. And it's kind of fun because the geese that we get here in the winter are the ones uh, you have in Canada in the <laughs> summer. That's spring. such a cool aspect of it, too. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that, that like they go back and forth between our, yeah. our territories. <laughs> But um, anyway, so I heard the geese and I always look up when I hear them because I get excited every time. Sometimes they're they're low enough over my house and their flying patterns where I can hear their wings over my head. And it, it just sends chills for me. It makes me so happy, like a five-year-old. My kids make fun of me because there have been times I'm like totally in the middle of doing something and I'll just like drop it and run outside run. and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, the geese are here. I love it. Yeah. So this day that I heard them, uh, one of the things that happens when the Schumann resonance 
and the geomag, you know, our magnetic field is disrupted is that uh, the birds have difficulty navigating. And mm -hmm. so I, I heard them, I looked up and I, then I, I saw like a normal formation and then they flew and joined this giant. I mean, I, there were at least a couple hundred of geese and they were all just in this like big jumble in a way they never fly or hang out at all. And they were all making this distress cry that I've only heard a couple times because it's like a cry that they make when either their mate, because they mate for life, their mate is missing or something has happened to their mate. They'll, they'll circle overhead and make this sad sad cry and then Aww. the other thing is if they lose their flock if they're lost like sometimes mm -hmm. the juvenile geese will get lost um mm -hmm. and so I had heard that sound before but not from like a couple hundred geese and so when I heard that and I saw them swirling around I knew okay they're getting lost so I need help uh mm -hmm. to get because I didn't know like in that moment I was just thinking geese in trouble and so I messaged our uh our chat group that we we talk about all this stuff in a lot and I said if anyone has any extra energy <laughs> could you please send it um mm -hmm. to geese and um you know and so you you saw that and I'll yes. stop talking in a second and let you talk about your half of it um but just to finish it up, they're they're making the sound. I know that um, I know that Shannon is already connected and in it with me, and sending uh, her energy into the situation as well. And it was so I'm standing on my lawn in one of my goofy looking moos because uh, I was just going to be driving my kid to work and coming right back home. And I, I started uh, doing the breathing that I do and trying to do my animal connecting that I do and the way I communicate with them. And I got the, the flash that I don't have to talk to all the geese. I just need to find a leader and talk to that goose. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I love what that. I did is I, I asked an air dragon to lead the leader and then encouraged all the other geese to follow the leader and it was like maybe I don't know three minutes at most and they they got back in line and they flew off to their roosting spot you know because it was getting close to sundown and that's when they go do that um and so and I could feel your energy with me you know and this is before we'd had a lot of sessions and things yeah together. um this was right about when the portal was opening around that those time. darn portals yeah, yeah those darn portals. <laughs> um so I could feel that you were you were there and you were assisting and it was such a beautiful experience so what was happening on your end when all that was going on well so I have a little bit of a special connection with the geese as well just more because I'm in Canada here and yeah we, you know we have them all the time and so it's actually a really special, really, 
how do I almost say ritualistic kind of time of the year as they're going, because yes, they go in their little, you know, flocks and things like that. But when they all go, it's, it's deafening. It's a sound cloud of, and I've referred to kind of like what I try and spread as a frequency of love as a sound cloud, because that was the word that was kind of given to me in channeling. And I realized today um, that that's what they have too. And instead of a sound cloud of maybe the frequency of love, theirs is the frequency of change and they are the stewards of change. And I think someone in our group actually wrote the words, um, the changing of the guard is is the Ah. words they had heard in a meditation. And that really stuck with me. And I think it was very shortly after this happened with us with the geese. And I just remember thinking, yeah, it's the changing of the guard. It's the changing of the seasons, the transition through the seasons. And what do we do as people? We also transition through our seasons. And so Mm -hmm. as within, so without, and this beautiful representation of that in nature is the geese. Um, And so really in those moments, all I was doing was sending them love because like, just like I said earlier Mm -hmm. today, you know, um, when people are in that almost panicked frenzied state because there so much is changing so quickly and then they lose that thread for a quick second and now what do I do where is my direction I'm completely lost like holding them hands holding their hands sitting with them loving them letting them feel that love that safety that security lets them breathe as you are doing lets them breathe Uh lets them calm down lets them find that Mm -hmm. center and they have that direction in them right like we're not gonna all of a sudden tell the geese you know like a different direction to go they're gonna find that direction that they're Mm -hmm. meant to they just need that second of peace so they can center and refine that and so I was just sending love I was just sending lots and lots of love um, and space for them you know to like find that moment for themselves and uh, that's, that's all I was doing at the time. So, well, <laughs> but I definitely have a lot of love for them for sure. It was beautiful and uh, interesting because as you were talking about that and adding those layers on top of it that you've put together since that happened, um, the thoughts that came in my head was that they were like a panicked crowd yes yeah our our interaction with them helps them calm and center and whatnot and then uh my you know awareness of well and you knew which one you knew which one to focus on too like you knew that they they just needed a leader to Mm -hmm. to calm down because they are like a crowd all panicked yeah they needed the person I don't want to even use this reference but they needed the person on stage to go I know what's happening and I'm gonna Uh save you and here we go and that's what you did like you so tapped into that it's so interesting you just said stage because uh for better or worse, I am always very tapped into the general human collective, including mm-hmm. those who aren't awake yet and just what's going on in that space. And it, it draws so many parallels with the awful events at the yes. festival because yeah. they were a crowd in fear and panic. In fear. And mm-hmm. if we hit, you know, it makes me wonder, uh, it just, it validates how important what we're doing is mm-hmm. because even if these people who aren't into this or never wake up or choose to stay in the, um, you know, unconscious regular 3d place, which is also a choice and completely valid. And we do not judge that, but 
being able to put that love frequency out in the world like you and I have both been so driven to do does make a difference and can make a difference in human consciousness's ability to stay chill you know what I mean um yeah and and this isn't like blaming anyone in the crowd or anyone in that whole experience because that is a terrifying experience I have been in mosh pits and you know your girls had some fun in her life (laughs) and um I've almost you know I've been in those situations where I could have easily been crushed I just wow got lucky in the situation Mm -hmm. and so did the other people you know around in the in those places I was present for. And so, uh, yeah, they need that leader. And, you know, maybe that's part of it is, uh, there needs to be like an education of performers because if performers are performing, even if they're doing like kind of angry, thrashy, you know, chaos music, they can still be holding that love frequency and they can also be taught how to have awareness of what is going on in a crowd, you know, and how to deal with that situation. Well, it's Um, really that very, very physical representation of that difference between unity and separateness. mm -hmm. Because if there was the feeling of unity, if one person had gone down in that crowd, that's enough to stop the whole concert. If we're thinking separately, he's up on whoever's up on stage saying, you know, I'm going to keep this show going no matter what, because what's Mm -hmm. it going to look like on me if I don't? And yeah, you know, those guys are still up and they came for a show. So I'm going to keep playing for them. You know, it shouldn't be like that. If one person is down, if one person is disadvantaged anywhere in our world Mm -hmm. or society, we should all feel that we are down. We should all feel that we are disadvantaged until we help that person up. Um, and so, yeah, it is a really, it's a, it's a sad and sickening example of that Mm -hmm. and how we need to change that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have even thought that we would get to a parallel <laughs> with the geese and that, you know, um, but when it all comes down to it and it sounds so simplistic to a lot of people, but it really is about holding that love frequency and having, because when you love everyone and everything unconditionally, it completely changes your mindset your perspective and absolutely your perspective. and you're yeah. going to be more compassionate more caring more concerned about how other others around you are doing you're not going to be able to like and, and this is no shade to people who live in very crowded cities with lots of issues we understand you have to go to work every day and people say disgusting things to you and it's all right that you have to be tuned out but if we yeah. were all in that place then you couldn't walk over someone laying in the street yeah. You if know. you approach it, like everyone, no one has enough love. Everyone yeah. can use a little bit more love. What's the worst thing that can happen? Someone yeah. says, no, no, no. I'm all loved up for today. I'm good. I don't yeah. need any more today. You know, like it's, that's the worst. The best is that you could help someone who was on their absolute last kind of, mm. you know, ditch their last breath and just needed that one that one symbol from someone to show that they mattered in the world. Like that's the best case scenario. Right. And so you go out in the world, assuming that everyone needs a little bit more of it. It sounds as cheesy as heck. And I know Uh it, but it works. It really really does. It has transformed my own life. I know that Mm -hmm. my relationships with everyone pretty much. Uh, So it works people We're you Mm -hmm. know, we're not just uh, making this stuff up. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah. Did you have a different experience with birds today besides the geese? I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so I recorded this to you for you too. So oh, I'm going to cool. send it over to you, but it's like cool. a three and a half. It's a three and a half or a bit longer minute video of when I was on my dog walk today. And um, as a little bit of pretext, uh, it rain. It sorry, not rain. It's snow rain today, um, and so it was the wet snow. And I'm not really a winter weather person. Like, sorry to those out there that <laughs> love the winter and love the snow. Once not the a snow whole lot of here, snow in Mintaka. <laughs> yeah, no, I am the tropical breeze calls my name. But um, yeah. the yeah, the winter and the snow isn't really my my favorite thing. But when I'm in the middle of you know, a beautiful snowy scene and it's the middle of winter. I'm okay with it. I, I get there. But the first day that it snows usually ends up being wet and cold and then going away. And then, you know, it comes back again a couple of times, at least in Canada before we actually get the full snow. And so I was kind of in that ugh, mode today, like about uh -huh. going out and walking my dog. <laughs> And I walk my dog every single day. Like there is no exception. If it's pouring rain, we go out. If it's whatever it is, we go out. Mm -hmm. If it's minus 30, we go out for a shorter time, but we go out. Um, so there was no question whether I was going out, but it was like that psyching myself up to go like feeling where I'm like, I don't like feeling like this because I love nature and, and I don't like feeling like I have to like psych myself up for it. Um, but I did. And I layered, you know, three things on my bottoms and three things on my top. I was like, I'm going to be warm. Uh -huh. Um and got out there. And of course, you know, half the snow is melted by that time. Um, so it's not even that bad, you know, make it big in your head. And then you look outside and you're like, oh, I feel like kind of a whiner now. Uh, and we're walking and doing all our normal dog walk stuff and fetching. And, and I'm already in a better mood because he's just such a cute little goof that he's a golden retriever um and so you know they're yes you have a beautiful so, dog and he, he's just and he just ro rolls in the snow he can find him you know tosses his own ball around in it uh -huh. and you're like hey how can I be upset about this like this is beautiful yeah. and this is beautiful <laughs> moments and just being so present and then as I'm kind of having this already like very toasty warm feeling um the geese start coming and I hear them in the distance and it's like a a din like it's like a um a static you know noise because there's so many of them that collectively their voice together is this tone it's this frequency and they start flying over me and so the video I have that I'll send you is just like it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds I don't know thousands like they're they just kept coming and kept coming and oh, kept coming I can't wait. and and the sound was just, I was just letting it wash over me. Cause you have the ones close to you that are mm -hmm. kind of more the ah, 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 yeah. <laughs> kind of harsher, <laughs> the harsher honks, but generally, cause there were so many of them, it was this, you know, not harsh, this soft sound that, that just carried on through the whole park, through the distance. And I'm looking up through the trees and watching all these guys pass over just like almost like a swarm of bees. Cause you know, so uh -huh. many of them, right. That you see them kind of blacking out the sky and the clouds and the blue sky. And it was just, it was such a beautiful moment because I was coming back here to record with you within half an hour of, of that happening. Aww, and so it was just so like this, this sign, you know, we talk about signs and seeing mm -hmm. more signs and whatever. And, and that's one of those really magical ones that you think like, how could this, you know, get any more perfect is this real life. Aww, uh, and beautiful. it was beautiful. And then the sun came out of the clouds and I just stood there and let it, you know, be on my face for a second. And, you mm -hmm. know, life is good, but those, those geese were definitely speaking to me and mm -hmm. yeah and speaking to you I'm, I'm excited yeah. to send you that 
Yeah. Oh, that's so great. I can't wait to watch that. Um, yeah. And I, the birds were large and in charge today and just kind of have yeah. been in general. I had the funniest thing happen. Uh, trying to remember what day that was. It would have been last Thursday. Yeah. Um, I came home from kind of a tense, frustrating situation uh, with my mama and not her fault. It's and it's honestly not her psychiatrist's fault either. It's just her mm-hmm. healthcare system at the moment. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I was already kind of like irritated a little bit. And then there, mm-hmm. there's these sweet, there's a sweet elderly couple who lives uh, catty corner from me. And um, they met square dancing. And I think they just really love music. And they're probably a little hard of hearing now. And so Aww. almost every day, though, it's like the oompa, 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 oompa. And that's like all I hear all day. They're grooving. Yeah, and so sometimes, you know, depending on what I'm doing or how I'm feeling, it gets to be annoying. And so I was just kind of like grumbly grumbling to myself in my head about it a little bit. And then, um, I get to my porch or my doorway and I hear a raven and the ravens, I, I almost always have one or two that come to talk to me whenever I'm not in the house. Uh, they're always coming to say hi, but oh, cool. I, I heard one. And so I, I looked over where I heard it and there were eight of them <sighs> in their tree in the, in the backyard. And I, and it was just, and I knew they were talking to me and like, they don't like the oompa, oompa, oompa. And so they were telling me like, they were kind of like, um, can you help this? Can you fix this? this? Yeah. And so, and so I said, you know, and I was like, what do you want me to do about it? (laughs) Tell the nice old people to turn their music off. You're magical. You do something. There's eight of you. You could probably do a better job. (laughs) So I I said, you're magical. Why don't you do it? I kid you not, like a minute later, the music really, yeah, the music just went off. And I know that all could have been a coincidence, but it was so funny. And then at my well, eight is also like wish fulfillment, right? And like while you know, balance, but wish fulfillment and that like oh treasure chest kind of thing. So that's how I think of it. And I also associate eight, you know, with infinity and connection to the infinite and the all. Yes. And harmony, probably Mm -hmm. peace and harmony, not necessarily loud music. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So that was really hilarious. And then this morning uh, when I was getting my mom to take us on our little fun uh, adventure, (laughs) I, (laughs) I am open with my listeners. So I will tell you, I was taking my mom to the dispensary. It's one of our (laughs) the excursion that she really enjoys um but we we were getting in the car and like I heard I heard the raven because there's always a raven at her house too and and I heard him I was like yeah thank you good morning and then there were seven more who flew over and they don't normally hang out like that in groups I have seen some articles about how some of the bird behavior is changing because of the solar activity a little bit Mm. they're adapting which is great Mm because you know that's kind of what we all have to do right now as creatures on on the planet while the sun and and the earth are doing their tango but anyway so I just love that we both had these bird sinks uh and that that has continued that is really cool 
Well, and I'm wondering if that's like a little, that's your little team. Like I'm wondering uh-huh. um, where the rest of that significance falls in. Like, are these, you know, eight souls that have traveled with you as kind of a team mentality, collective type thing for a long time. And they just mm-hmm. show up in different bodies and different, you know, like I would. That could definitely be a thing. They might even jump around to different animals throughout this mm-hmm. life. So if you see eight of a different animal, it could be that same collective that's like trying a new thing. I don't How- know, but I I would keep an eye on that. That I definitely will. I will keep an eye on that. I hadn't even thought about that yet. Um, I've been doing so much animal communication that I just feel like I'm super tapped in to that particular collective at the moment. Um, So so fun. Gosh, where do we want to go next? Uh, Maybe I'll just explain real quick like what my consciousness anchoring sessions are about and all that and then uh that'll lead us into the mintaka connection yeah for sure that sounds um i know you've been waiting your whole life for the patreon community that is just for you my Xanadu Patreon, my Xanadu Collective is there and ready to accept you in and support you in your expansion and your grid work. It is hard for me to do anything comedic, which I have to be fake serious. But for real though, the Patreon is so much fun and come join the party. You can also book any of my available services, some which I haven't even put on the menu yet because I don't know what to call them. I'm your one-stop shop for readings, energy work, uh, animal communication, mediumship, and anchoring of your consciousness. So I even do academic tutoring. So if I can be of service to you or you want to join the Patreon, that is where you get the most bang for your buck because you can get a reading every month if you join at the VIP tier. And I'm always running specials each month for bonuses for when you join at any tier. So head on over to my link tree and check out my Patreon, my services on Square, and my other podcasts as well. I am providing you with as much entertainment and love and resources and fun as I have in me, and I appreciate my patrons more than they know. I thank them on the daily And I would love to be thanking you on the daily. So if you would like to support the podcast, that is a great way to do it by joining the Patreon. Much love. And if I can be of service to you in a private reading, book that at my Square Booking site through the link tree. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. Now back to that interview. So I have, uh, and I, I keep meaning to do a whole episode about this. And so sorry, listeners, that I haven't gotten around to that yet. I've been too busy doing the work to talk about the work. <laughs> but um, I started offering through some channeled instructions and things I was told to do. Uh, 
it was basically like I, I became aware part of that was through my mom with dementia that was just such an ironic thing uh but that I help uh pull people back into themselves like I help people embody themselves and so that led me down um, a path of meditating and channeling things to ask okay well so I'm the goddess of memory I have this the access to this library and I pull people's consciousness back in so how do I use this to help people you know teach me show me what I need to be doing and so uh what evolved out of that is these uh consciousness anchoring sessions which I can do it in 20 minutes but there are some people who have been on the path for a while and this is what I'm finding it's kind of like I need like the basic session for people who just want some peace of mind and um, or maybe just awakening, which is a shorter 20 minute thing or and then there's the longer session that's about 40 minutes, which is for people who have been on this path for a while because there's just more that comes up um, because they're they're ready for that at the time and it's something they need so. Um, I expand out the consciousness. I use my energy to amplify the other person. I show them how big they are uh, as energy beings yes. <laughs> out in the universe. And um, then I give them the book of their consciousness from the library. Uh, they take that with them. And then we reverse the process and bring all of that beautiful energy and light back into the human vessel which is just as infinite internally as we can expand externally. So that is a short version of that. I did two sessions uh, with Shannon last week. We had one on Monday and it was interesting because there was some stuff that came up. And then um, by the time we did our the next session, which we did on Friday, you had a whole bunch of meditations and revelations and things. And um, it was really a, a beautiful process on my end. I learned so much from the experience. So thank you for giving me the honor of working with you on that. Oh, but, well, thank um, you. I think the but, pleasure is but, all mine. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but um, what what wound up coming out of that and i'll let shannon actually talk in a second is um <laughs> <laughs> don't worry uh, no you go <laughs> <laughs> um is that we you know we have this deep connection with mintaka and i we both really feel like we found like the mintakan leader that we were supposed to find to connect with to kind of further the work of helping um wake up others and also you know just help them reconnect with that that love frequency and to be able to uh experience less suffering in the human experience because mintakan souls especially earth has been a hard ride for a lot of them especially having the the deep um wound which was necessary at the time uh, thinking that it, our planet was gone and that we have nowhere to go home to. So I will shut up now <laughs> because There's I was never hear, a need for that. No, <laughs> I love hearing you talk as do your <laughs> listeners. So I'm sure that's Aww. never an issue. Um, well, yeah, it's, oh my gosh, it's been such a, like a whirlwind, uh, remembering, but so rewarding at every turn, just so beautiful. Um, again, like 
the unconditional love and that that came to me kind of in a different way where I didn't recognize that it was Mintaka yet or that Mintaka was a huge part of that. And that was just with um, experimenting with psilocybin. So I did a, a couple larger mushroom trips um, for the purpose of connecting and for channeling, um, recorded some of my channeling and connected with Unity Love as a council, as a collective that uh, wanted me to, uh, well, that I had basically signed up with uh, to, to come here and, and spread this frequency. Um, but how that has evolved since then with this Mentokan aspect of it has just been like overwhelmingly beautiful. Uh, it was, I have to give credit where credit was due. I think that Shanna Warwick at one point uh, who gives wonderful astral readings brought up Mintaka to me. Mm -hmm. um, I know Zadakat. Yeah, she's wonderful. Um, Zadakat, who is another member of our community who gives beautiful healing um, sessions, brought it up to me. But I will say that it like yeah, kind of- She's also like, amazing too. She, yes, these are, credit these to are, everyone. Exactly. Yeah. These are all fantastic people that have been so blessed to work with and that I come back to and work with again, because mm -hmm. there's always, you know, again, another little piece of the puzzle uh, to go back and get from each other. These interactions are priceless. Uh, but to say that they told me or mentioned the name um, and mentioned an aspect of myself or my energy that they had seen lots of water with. Uh, so for my astral uh, situation, basically my door is just wide open water door. Like I go directly into the water at night. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, and that was a large part of there's, there was more to that reading with Shanna, but that was a large part of that. And I thought that makes sense. I'm a Pisces. Uh, I love water. I've had dreams in the past of recurring dreams of my home being completely filled with water and just floating around there. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a recurring dream for a very long time about all my family being in a very tropical location with boardwalks out onto the water. Um, you know, beautiful tropical clear water specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I ended up doing my wedding there. I thought it was a premonition uh, for, for my wedding being there, but it uh -huh. was, it was much more than that. And I realized that now I did have my wedding there though. And I'll never, ever regret that. That was wonderful to have my whole family in a tropical location, as you can, like everyone I love, you know, in the same oh, place yeah, and in the place amazing. that was like my home, right. It felt like home. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was having all of those things and, I, and these, you know, uh, parts of readings that are telling me like, you should, you should look into Mintaka. Like, you know, I don't know if you've heard of it, but, you know, let's talk <laughs> a little more about that. And uh, I think it was Zadikat that mentioned that I actually ended up going to a, an island of healing um, for a thousand years uh, mm -hmm. based on the wounds that I um, incurred, you know, psychologically from Mintaka not existing anymore, um, which mm -hmm. we now know that it does exist uh, in a different place, so to speak, so that it could not be found for a while so that we could not immediately go back there and live in our utopia and not do all of this other work that we really needed to do. Because yes. my understanding is once, you know, us Mintakans kind of got out there in the universe with this this unconditional love frequency attached to us. It was like, oh, this makes big, big changes for collectives. This makes big changes for races. And mm -hmm. so we got to go out and we're a very ancient race that got to go out and 
and, uh, you know, bring this to all these different races and planets and star systems. And so uh, we, we often feel like very ancient beings and like we've experienced very, very many incarnations and in lives, which also resonates with me. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but I basically didn't, you know, put all of this together until I was talking to Andrea. And uh, when we began, like she, it kind of came up very, like very organically through our talks and through I think one day me sharing a meditation that I had done uh, where I had gone into the water knowing that Andrea goes with the whales and so uh -huh. all the time and that being <laughs> a huge part of what I know um, yeah. uh, when we weren't when we were still interacting but not quite as much you know uh, directly uh, and so she, I knew that she was the one that I wanted to go to to talk about this uh, beautiful I had a Lemurian crystal in my hand and I had had this uh, meditation where I had dove in into the clear water and gone down until I realized that I was still going down the same direction, but I was actually going up and I was coming up to the surface of another um, part of water and kind of almost like water that's hollow on both ends. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole, probably a whole other discussion, but basically yeah. that led, <laughs> that led us into, you know, talking more and, and me sharing more about what I just said, you know, from, from other people or from past memories and dreams and things in life and it just kind of unfolding that it made so much sense that this is you know what I felt I had just been starting to do harmonics and um, tones toning mm -hmm. uh, prior to sessions and found so much success with that the last couple healing sessions or just energy reads and exchanges that I had done I had just been led to do these you know tones prior to it and that had never I've always loved to sing I've always uh -huh. been you know half and half musical like I can sing well enough to hold a tune and and you know do karaoke and people are like yay but like not to actually be a singer um <laughs> and so I'm kind of like in that in-between stage um and so I've always loved that but I was never led to do these tones before, but it just was like coming out and it felt so good. And it was centering me and I was feeling the vibrations. And then these sessions, I was able to get deeper with people than ever before. And it started to kind of put more of these pieces together and, and let Andrea know. And we're kind of like bouncing back and forth with each other. And then we had the first uh, consciousness, sorry, what's the uh, full name consciousness of it? Consciousness anchoring consciousness anchoring I wanted to say expansion because that's in my yeah. head what it, it is but consciousness yeah. anchoring um and and that I think even though that session we needed we did another one to get all the way where we needed to for that specific purpose that mm -hmm. triggered that activated uh what I needed with the goddess of remembering uh to remember <laughs> you know to yeah. remember more about uh this life and and so the most beautiful uh meditation came to me well I should, came to me but I set it up I was hoping to have this meditation I mm -hmm. brought my rose quartz and I brought my Lemurian crystal and I brought something else uh out to my hot tub um which I realized you know, not everyone has that. I'm very blessed to have that. Um, but it, you know, so in the winter, I can still have this big kind of floating tank basically, uh -huh. otherwise my pool's closed up, whatever. And so I put them on all corners and I went right in the middle of the hot tub. So I wasn't even really like sitting. I was more just floating to feel that mm -hmm. floating feeling of like not attached to everything. Um, which is what we felt all the time on this planet, like yes. in this, in this sentient ocean, in this, you know, energy water, right. It was mm -hmm. like source water, um, you know, a alive. Of, right. It's alive. And it's not like the heaviness of water that's here, mm -hmm. even though water doesn't 
you don't think of water as so heavy, there's that, there's a lightness to it. That's literally like, you're, you're not so much swimming as you are floating like through mm-hmm. it kind of. Um, and so, uh, then I got to see, uh, my Mentok in form, uh, to see the anatomy of what we all looked like. Um, you know, my pod kind of came around me and circled me, uh, told I channeled kind of through my own mouth. Um, but very naturally not kind of, I've had some channelings where it's like, they're like, you know, reaching down my throat and pulling the words out. This was very natural and flowing mm-hmm. through and just saying hi and saying, oh my gosh, we're so happy that you're connecting and like this, wow, it's took a while, but here you are, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. yeah, like this, you know, homecoming uh, mm-hmm. party almost. And yeah, they circled me and then they showed me some other things that we do as Mintakins to greet and and just to show joy and our love for each other. Uh, but I just got such a bigger understanding. Like I had felt it before, but not um, been able to fully picture or or embody that feeling of what it's like in the water or, you know, what did our skin look and feel like and, mm-hmm. and um, the shape shifting aspect of it and everything. And so that was, a, that's, you know, just, this last week on, yeah. I don't yeah. know, in the middle of the week or something. Yeah. yeah I think it was think during like the Wednesday. portal. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. I think it was during the portal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was that extra energy as well. I was kind of a witchcraft in there, but mm-hmm. it, yeah, it totally worked. And I got to float there and just experience that and then, and then share it back. But it was beautiful. Well, and this is the part where I probably get teary because uh, as, as we've talked about privately, um, my experience, it's so interesting hearing more now in this context where we're having a, an intentional conversation about it. Um, the unconditional love thing for me, mm-hmm. I had no idea that had anything to do with Mataka. Like I just knew Same, that, that was yeah. always my purpose. I knew it was who I had always been my entire life. Uh, in spite of a world that frankly really tries to beat it out of you, you know, and I mean, I mm-hmm. lived through like the seventies and the eighties, <laughs> all of that. And so there's a lot. I have and, so much respect um, for that. Like, I'm so yeah. lucky that I just, you know, <laughs> kind of sped into this awakening <laughs> yeah. and found all the right people. Like, mm-hmm. I, yes, like but, no, prayer, but prayer hands. <laughs> the thing is, it's so grateful. Like I, I have, I have encountered people my age or older who have some resentment about all of that and I'm like mm-hmm. are you ridiculous because this means we have community and help and we're not crazy because you know for years yeah. of everything that we were feeling and thinking and believing we were being gaslit out of told it was you know not real or dumb or new agey or you know whatever people yeah. applied to it and so for me, I have just been like so heart filled, even before I figured out the Mintaka stuff, just, just knowing that I'm, I'm not alone anymore because the exponential number of people that have awakened just in the last four years, I mean, it's hard for me to describe. And I, and I know there's other people like me for who were aware or awake for most of their life in various ways, but it's mm-hmm. hard to describe I mean, it's almost like the Mintaka feeling, honestly, that feeling when you're in the water and you meet your family and it's completely visceral and you're there and it's, it's, you know, you are there. It is like a bi-location kind of experience. And um, that's how it feels to me now, because 
it was a long, lonely wait. I mean, I had a good 40 something years where I had all of this inside me and I just kind of had to, you know, not really express it a whole lot other than just putting that love out into the world in the ways I could. Um, so I, I feel, and then that's probably has something to do with my whole earth mothery thing, but I do, yeah. I feel like I'm like, oh, you're all here now and I'm not alone anymore. And it's the best feeling, but this experience with you and you having your, because here's the thing, listeners, I didn't give Shannon a ton of details at all about my experience of it. And I know most of you, especially if you're listening to this episode, you've probably already listened to my things about Mintaka and the channelings and whatnot. So you already have an idea of how spot on what Shannon saw and experienced and felt was. And so I've been really alone in that experience. And it wasn't until I started, uh, started with a bug. I had a mind meld with a bug. Then I started talking to whales and then I went to Mintaka. So I didn't know about the, the purpose for that unconditional love or having that, that strong vibration inside me. Um, I didn't understand the deeper purpose and then it was connected to Mintaka until about a year ago. Um, so once I started having those, those feelings and um, interests, I tried to look up different information online. And even though I hadn't actually visited um, Mintaka yet, everything I found was just a little bit like, just not quite, it just didn't feel right. It felt like someone had taken like the Little Mermaid yeah, like a fantasy novel. Yeah. And just combined it in their description. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's the best they could describe it. I'm not saying that they haven't been there. They yeah. don't know what they're talking about or they're not channeling, but it just did not resonate with me. And then when I actually got to go there and have the same experience that you did, I knew they did not know what they were talking yeah. about. Yeah. And I found that at the time, this is a year ago, there's a lot more really good content out there now. But a year ago, there wasn't a whole lot up there and none of it made any sense. Yeah. <laughs> but when you told me this last week about your experience, I just had tears rolling down my face. Oh, because me too. it was so so similar to what I experienced and the, the way you described it and everything right down to the appearance and the physical structure and the shape-shifty thing and um I I mean I was like it just made my heart explode because I I felt so seen and heard and validated no and um hugs yeah <laughs> sending like, you big hugs and just this <laughs> just this overwhelming um love and gratitude that I feel when I'm there in Mintaka I feel that here now and oh I love being that. able to connect with another person who had such a similar experience and listeners uh Shannon is actually also an artist <laughs> which I am not and so I was so excited that I got an artist to go visit <laughs> <laughs> I need to they can try to recreate it now 
<laughs> what we're seeing uh, in yeah. a better way than I'm capable of. But um, it was it was so identical. I mean, and so I hadn't told uh, Shannon any any of those details. And I don't think like I'm not concerned about sharing stuff now because I know that whoever hears it will be divinely led to hear it. And it's not going yes. to ruin whatever their own personal experience of this is supposed to be. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think it's okay for us to just let it roll. But, um, (laughs) before it was so interesting because before, after the first consciousness anchoring, where we encountered a little bit of, um, I'll call it resistance energy repair. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, in the process sometime, what I'm finding is that it's not your like human experience spheres. It's like your astral energetic fear is kind of revealed for me to help you through in that process um some Mm -hmm. of the time not always sometimes people you know don't have anything but um at any rate uh you we did that first session and then you hadn't done your meditation yet and separately I was get you know doing my own I mean I pretty much talk to the whales every day at this point uh, I hadn't talked to Mintaka for a while, which is really funny because it's like an earth, like romantic attachment situation that made that necessary, uh, which I've talked about before. So we don't need to go into that. Um, I'm doing yeah. a little clapping over here. Yeah. You guys, you guys <laughs> back and but um, uh, so I was talking to the whales and whatnot. And so I was having all of these uh, realizations before Shannon had even done her um, intentional, uh, flotation in the hot tub experience <laughs> to try to connect and go there. Um, I had come to the realization because whales and dolphins are, um, they're from Mintaka. They're, they're very connected, um, to the entire Mintaka experience. They are also here holding that love frequency. And, um, so I talked to them all the time, and, but I had not put together, the connection and and then so then when you had your experience you came out and you sort of said the same thing back to me um that it's like we don't because one of the things was is that that I've discovered is that there really aren't any children there it's like the way we are created is such an um like an organic co-creation with all of the other beings and the water and all life on that planet um I had never really thought about that there never seemed to be any children you know and Mm -hmm. then I was remembering my experience and how uh I almost said f me uh because I just there's usually eight of us Shannon there's usually eight of us okay I think oh. there's usually eight of us. Oh, it's your pod. It's your yes. pod. Yes. So pod. what I realized separate from Shannon. Uh, That's cool. <laughs> the whales is that, oh, we're, we're just, we're pods. And because when you go and like your pod welcomes you, it's this feeling of, it's like such a feeling of like family and bonding and unity and connectedness. 
And like if you see the schools of fish that all yeah. move together and yeah. like they, they mm-hmm. wave together and the, you know, yeah. the shine is the, the same across like the surface of water mm-hmm. and it's all one. That's how the pods feel. Yeah. And so that yeah. was one of the things that, that I'd re- two things that I'd recently figured out that that's why they're, I haven't seen any men talking like babies or they don't reproduce that way. Right. Um, And then the other part about the pods, like it made perfect sense, you know, and, and of course they would be like, so, uh, you know, it must be, you know, I feel like it must be hard for them to have us gone. You know what I mean? Like that they know that members of their pod came here to earth and are not with them in a physical presence all the time. And so they feel that separation also. And so when we come back, they're so happy to see us. And um, Shannon nailed some of the ways that uh, they greet each other. We greet each other there with palms and with foreheads touching. Mm -hmm. And um, there's also like a Um, And you haven't experienced this yet, so I don't want to say too much about it, but there is like a, a song and dance thing that happens among your pod that is like really beautiful and very similar (laughs) to the love expansion dance thing that I do to expand out the love field, um, which is interesting, but it just, it feels so wonderful when it happens and it's so magical and beautiful. So, um, oh, and then the other thing Shannon and I both had in common is the dreams for years yes. of yeah. watery planet and, you know, huts and, and boardwalks on the water all connected and uh, just wild. I mean, it has been a wildly validating and heartening experience doing this it's been so beautiful I could not agree more and I think like the with those dreams as well like that for me was before I had ever like experienced you know going on vacation and and Mm -hmm. being in one of those places and that made it so much more meaningful I thought I was always just you know gung-ho to go on a Caribbean vacation Same. and it was you know and of course there's nothing wrong with that because you do feel like you're more at home there on the yeah but, um but it was so much more than that you know mm-hmm. and and being able it felt like more than that at the time it felt like more than that by so much and like why would you you know we have to take these recurring dreams mm-hmm. fairly seriously we know just by what science knows how much processing we do in our dreams and how important that is to our psyche and our development mm-hmm. and so when we have those kinds of dreams that are recurring 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 and carry such a I think it's not even that they keep happening but the the emotion that they carry with them yes. um, because that was what it was always left with it was this feeling of home and family and mm-hmm. a wholeness you know, a wholeness that I hadn't felt before. And and that brings me to that, like homesickness, Um, you know, as, as Mintakans and and as many star seeds, I think feel that as well. This is not, you know, unique to us as Mintakans, but because of the planet, you know, was it there? Was it not there? Can we ever go back or Mm -hmm. we can't? Mm -hmm. Um, There was this grief and homesickness. And I felt that grief. um, And I do believe that our pods, 
feel the grief with us at the same time, like when we're grieving here, you know, mm-hmm. and then by the same token, if they're grieving us or they're grieving something or a member or a pod or anything like that, I think we feel it um, sometimes at very, you know, just random times. Like, uh-huh. uh, but for me, it always has to, uh, a connection with sound as well, because there's a huge connection uh, with sound with Mintaka and, and it will come up in, in my, you know, in the car, I'm listening to the radio and it's like the most, you know, like stupid, whatever, not that rap songs are all stupid, but you know, like just the the lyrics are like, you know, going to the club, gonna F this girl, whatever it is. And, you know, (laughs) and you know, there's no reason why I should get, have grief at this moment. Right. Um, like have this like visceral response to like and then I'm gonna do some blow but no um and so (laughs) I (laughs) I I would I would just literally break down like Mm -hmm. all it just it was the tones in the song it had nothing to do with the Mm -hmm. words it was just you know the the right tones or the right frequencies um and I would break down in my car for a second like it was it was like it hit me and it hit me like a bus you know Mm -hmm. and this grief washes over me and I think like I'm pretty happy in life. You know, for a while I wasn't, I've recovered from being an alcoholic and I've done all kinds, you know, I've had a trauma bottomed relationship and I've had some times when I certainly was not happy, but this was happening still when I'm, you know, pretty generally happy in life. Can't make a lot of complaints. The last two years have been right. great, you know? And, and so it, before it kind of had maybe a reason to it, I thought, you know, like maybe I'm depressed, maybe I'm whatever, right. which is, you know, fine if you're going through that as well. But uh, this didn't seem to have a reason anymore. You know, it didn't, yeah. not one that I could tangibly be like, this is a earth mm-hmm. of 3D reason. And so that it started registering in my mind as something more, the more that I found, you know, this community and the more that I, uh, you know, expanded my mind to take in all these other sinks and, and things that come to us, the more that I felt very sure that this was something else. This was not even just earth collective grief. Cause we have lots of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, unfortunately lots of things still going on and that's not going to stop anytime soon for these transitions we're going through, Right. but this felt even deeper than that. Like this was mm-hmm. even deeper than, you know, cause I'm, I'm an empath. I've been an empath for, for as long, you know, forever. Right. Um, so I've always had to, even before I knew about shielding, keep my emotions and my feelings and my energy very well guarded. And that's just something that I've, you know, built up to the point where like, I don't necessarily have to, uh, intentionally shield anymore. It's there because I've yeah. built that up over time. Um, and so, but this was still coming through and it was coming through strong and random. Mm-hmm. And, um, I thought it had maybe to do with the angelic realms, which it still could have some tie in there. There's a lot to do with frequency and harmonics as well. But since this Mintakin remembering, um, it makes so much more sense because it's like, of course, of yeah. course, that grief is so deep. Of course, they miss me and I miss them and certain sounds that we made together, you know, mm-hmm. or ways that we greeted each other, um, you know, shoot this off through me like they fully activates this grief again um and so I haven't had it quite as much lately and I haven't had it since this full remembering um and maybe it will happen again from time to time as things Mm -hmm. you know occur that I'm not aware of or whatever but uh it feels like it will happen less because it feels like like you say that yeah I've found that piece of home you know through Mm -hmm. you um and with having you here like I know that I can like reach out and have that piece of home you know Mm -hmm. at any time and and there's just so much to be said for that, but for the, what you're touching on with just being seen and that validation, because as much as I 
am younger and ha- didn't and was pretty lucky with my awakening process happening more quickly I I have been empathic and and known there was more mm-hmm. there was more than what I understood there was for a long long time and so that homesickness has been there for that yeah. long you know there there's yeah. I didn't have words for it yet and I didn't have reasons but it's been there you know that sorrow has been there that grief has been there and so um you know just just having someone else to to validate where that's coming from and then also like on top of that like here's the cherry on top give you a piece of of that that you you get to keep going forward and you get to like grow with and mm-hmm. expand with and and learn remember more with um yeah it's just i'm just so blessed it's a beautiful experience so thank you oh you're welcome well <laughs> i mean i am too i you know, and that's the thing, that's one of the things I love about doing the work that I do is just, I get just as much out of every uh, session, you know, as the people I'm working with do, because I learn so much and I always gain in, new insights in different ways. But this is really my first like major Mintakin connection with someone who is awake and aware of it uh, in such a way. And it has just been so beautiful. Um, part of I mean, as you were talking, it's like, I really think part of the reason that grief, that homesickness feeling, like why we kept that, why it was necessary and why it's coming up so hard now is because it wakes us up. It's an activation yeah. because we want to know. You can't ignore it. Why can't do I ignore feel it. this way? <laughs> like, and yeah. so, um, you know, I, I would encourage anybody who's kind of like having those feelings. Part of how I figured out I was experiencing something different than some of the other people uh, was through, and it's fun because I always tag everybody that gets name dropped in the episodes because there's always a lot of people, but um, yes. uh, Nimue uh, Femme Fatale Tarot, uh, they were doing live readings a year ago on Instagram a lot as they were building their um, business, which they don't have as much time for now because they're they're really uh, crushing it out there um, in Sedona. But uh, awesome. during the, this was kind of when, it's interesting because it's very similar to the many sessions we've been doing, but it would be like mm-hmm. uh, Diana and me and, um, Serafina and a few other people who would be at these live readings uh and there was this one particular time and she she pulled up the Mintakin card and it was almost like uh you know anyone who got the bat signal or whatever showed up because of the seven of us there I think there were only a couple who like didn't have a vis and you know and, and Neem felt it too but it was like uh that visceral grief at it because mm-hmm. she pulled the Mintakin card from the Starseed mm-hmm. Oracle and there on that card there's a there's a figure uh like sitting on the shore looking out at the water in grief um and it talks about uh how like ancestral wounds yeah and, like ancestral and, wounds and how yeah. the planet was destroyed and everything and mm-hmm. that was the first time that those of us who were in there and felt connected to that frequency understood why because everybody kept talking about the Atlantean wound right mm-hmm. and about being left but you know we yeah. can go back and all, like all of that kind of stuff we can all go back yeah. to where we came from and and but then there were those of us who had this Mintakin origin who were like 
we made we, you know we didn't know it consciously yet but unconsciously we had that deep grief of believing we don't get to go home and right. we have to make this earth thing work because last year there was a whole lot of like you know burn this thing to the ground <laughs> let it all you know what I mean arsenal energy <laughs> yeah we can just sure. flip out and we can go just go and, somewhere you know, else yeah and, done and with then this. the talkings are like but no, but no. no. <laughs> <laughs> and so then it was like through that process that then I got the you know I got to go visit it and I got the understanding mm-hmm. that um, and also through my conversations with Serafina about the Orion Wars that um you know the planet's still there it was just basically uh we glamour spelled that right out of there <laughs> into another yeah. oh, that's a good way to put it yeah the reason the other half of us had to come here, um, besides the fact that that we were a huge part of this um, project, I like to call it that instead of an mm-hmm. experiment, we were a huge right. part of this project because we have that frequency that can help yes. make people get along with each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, unconditional love. But um, half of us had to go to make the other uh galactic beings who were all fighting with each other believed that the planet was destroyed and believed right. that we were gone and had to go somewhere else so um Aww. once you know once you know that you know home is still there it's it it relieves so much of that grief and and sadness then it becomes yes. more like a um like a, a gentler kind of homesickness where um, like you miss, you you know, you miss your pod members that may right. be you or you. But you're you, like away on a, a work trip, you know, yeah, like, you exactly. know, you're coming back you're like you're cool or whatever. Yeah, like you're, you're on this <laughs> yeah. beautiful mission that you're like, you know, you're going to yeah. at least try to help as many people mm-hmm. in this other race as possible. Right. But you can go back home, you know, yeah. afterwards, like, it's yeah. not like a, a one-way ticket. So yeah. Yeah. And so I think the more we can talk about this and share this experience, and I know you and I both have, you know, we all have a lot of big plans and, um, Serafina has actually been talking for a while about, um, organizing a Mintaken convention in Trinidad. Oh my God. How amazing so that amazing. Be, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so I know there's going to be big things in the future and this will be helping and reaching a whole lot more people, but, um, you know, and I'm sure the timing of this is divinely perfect, especially it always is season coming. Um, yeah. So I really hope that anybody who's out there that this resonates with, you know, reach out to either one of us, do some listening to uh, some of my older episodes and channels and stuff about it. And uh, maybe you'll understand a little better. Well, and (laughs) I want to draw the see and all that. (laughs) I want to draw the parallel as well to, um, you know, the planet still being there and just knowing it's there changing that dynamic and changing that perspective and and fully like changing us 
inside Mm -hmm. um, from this state of kind of grief and homesickness to this state of, you know, we can go back. And just like that, um, just being there is what we're really meant to do. Just Mm -hmm. being there, just being in the right moments or with the right people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, it's, it's very comforting to know that much of our purpose is just to have a great time interacting with the people that we find along the way in this journey mm-hmm. um, and just spread that love that, that way. Yep. You're absolutely right. It is all about that. And it is yeah. all about the love. <laughs> um, let's see. My dog's probably going to have to pee and it's going to be soon. Um, Shannon's probably going to have to pee too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, and, and I'm sure the humans will need a bio break too. Um, yeah. So you actually have your own solo podcast as well as the HP3 with Marie um, yeah. Spiroff, former guest of the podcast. Yes. Um, so what about, what about Sevens? Tell me a little bit. Uh, sevens is my little brain child. It just, whatever wants to come out of my brain is going to come out there. Uh, so, so far we just have, I have one uh, extended um, mushroom trip where I recorded you know, some really weird channeling voices, um, things I was thinking along the way, a lot of crying, uh, you know, things like that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone who's done, you know, a macro dose, I kind of did it in the idea of it being a therapeutic macro dose. So I laid in the, Mm -hmm. in the, in the darkness with my blindfold on and was like, okay, like hit me. What are we going to learn today? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's one of those, there's uh, this little mini series that I'm doing for the chakra system where we just do a little guided meditation, um, you know, mentis healing and activation uh, through each of the chakras. So I've done two of those so far. There is certainly no deadlines as to exactly when I'm going to put any of this out uh-huh. um, much like the very spontaneous, um, you know, contents of what will be there will be the timing as well uh-huh. uh, so I cannot promise <laughs> every Tuesday or every Friday right, or whatever that right. there'll be anything but anything that just comes to my little brain that feels like other people might want to hear it even if it's one or two people I'm gonna just throw it on there well <laughs> I think that's great and I, I it's really important to cover all the mediums we can I think because not everybody receives information the same way and they'll find yeah. it the way they're meant to. And I will definitely um check out those meditations for sure because I love that. Uh yeah. so Thank you. let our listeners know. Um I mean we could seriously talk for hours. I know we could and we know. do and we do so and we do but uh our bodies yeah. and our pets need attention. Yeah. <laughs> We need we'll to be responsible with this now. linear timing. Shannon will be back for uh, lots more Mintaka talk, among mm-hmm. other things. Um, and I know uh, you, Marie, um, plan to interview me at some point. Yes. Uh, so sure. where can my listeners find you and learn okay. more about you? Yeah. So on Facebook, I'm Shannon Hatton. Um, on uh, Instagram, I'm unity.s.love. And you can find all of that and all the podcasts and everything else at my website, www.unitylovehealing.com. And yeah, there should be, you know, links to everything else from there. Uh, If you need to email me, if you want to book a session, you just want to learn more about me. It's all there. I don't know why anyone would. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is awesome. And you should definitely go uh, check out Shannon for sure. And let her know you heard her on the podcast. And um, 
all of her great stuff. And also anybody who is looking for a community for support with your ascension, expansion, awakening, however you look at it, um, feel free to find us on Facebook. Uh, it's a private group, um, but it's A, capital A, capital O, capital B, 2.0, right? That's what we're called. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Um, I got it. <laughs> so that you can um, find your own community support if you, and, it, and if you're feeling yes. shy about it or you're like having trouble finding it or anything like that, feel free to direct message either one of us and we'll, we'll yes. uh, escort you in. <laughs> and like, and yes, we are a closed community, but everybody new is always so welcome. We love having new faces, new names in mm -hmm. there. Um, there is no, you know, you have to be here this long before getting into our energy exchanges or interactions, mm -hmm. like jump right in there. Um, we're, we just, that, that part of it is, again, we're expanding all of these different little puzzle pieces that we can put together. And everyone is so intrinsically important there. Everyone mm -hmm. brings yeah. something unique. Uh, so yeah, please, if you do come, you don't need to hang out in the shadows. You can come right out and say hi. Yeah, absolutely. Please do. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Shannon. Um, I love you to pieces. You know that. And I really look forward to the next time we get to talk on mic. And I know we'll probably talk off mic in about 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes. Thank, oh, you. thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. This is wonderful. Much love. Introducing a new collaborative podcast, Meow Podcast, M-E-O-W-W, -W. that's Muse, Elf, Oracle, Witch, and Wizard, a panel discussion on YouTube amongst people of different disciplines talking all things woo to help you along your personal ascension, expansion, spiritual journey. It's not a vibe, it's a frequency. Check out Meow Podcast on YouTube and you can get us at themeowpod at gmail.com. If you would like to be a guest on the pod, please give us an email. Otherwise, go check us out today on Meow Podcast. It's nothing but fun and a frequency of love. Well, was I right or was I right? I know you probably had to listen to that in two parts, possibly, but oh my gosh, what an amazing conversation we had. I already have some Mintaka channeling uh, coming at you soon. Season four will be starting soon because we're about to wrap up season three of the podcast. And um, I am so excited for you to check out those bird videos. Uh, just as a side note, Shannon and I got off of this interview and she went to go let her dog out and uh, she looked outside and there's a video from that too. So that'll be included when I put up the bird videos because she had just a phenomenal amount of crows in front of her. It's like, and she's never, you'll see. Uh, so <laughs> we're definitely bringing in that, uh, Rhiannon energy. And as a teaser, she and I will be talking again about that time. I remember being born and not wanting to leave my guardian in the waiting place, uh, before we're born. Uh, and then also there is a connection 
between Mintakins, our form that we are in the water and our shape shiftiness and birds because uh, when we, we can just leave the water and fly anytime and we shape shift. So that will be a developing story, I'm sure. And on top of that, uh, the next interview that I'll be releasing, which is with Brittany Porter, uh, Soul Harmony Healing, um, she and I have a Mintakin connection going there too. So I'm really excited because I think that a lot of us are going to be finding each other and it is time. It is time because we have the ability to amplify that love frequency around the world. We don't have to proselytize. We don't have to awaken people. We don't have to convince people to believe us. We just have to be ourselves. And that's pretty freaking amazing if you ask me. also want to give a quick Patreon shout out to my patrons, Echo, Catherine, Julie, Mo, Odie, Cindy, Chelsea, Lori, and my latest addition, Heather, who is my best friend since childhood. It is going to be lit up in there. So thank you all patrons. I appreciate you so much. You motivate me in ways I can't even explain. And I am really grateful for all of the amazing people joining the party in the Xanadu Collective. Who will be her lover? All your love. 
Mind. 